Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Shane Steichen has kept the Indianapolis Colts offense afloat even without Anthony Richardson. But if the second half of the Carolina Panthers game is any indication of what the Colts offense is going to look like the rest of the year, there's going to need to be some improvement. Where are those areas that we can see improvement with this Colts offense to finish the rest of the season? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Horseshoe Huddle Halftime, special audio-only episodes of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast brought to you by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, joined here as always by my co-host and fellow writer at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, to be honest, the Colts offense has, has been relatively solid. I mean, who would have thought Zach Moss would be uh, second in the league in rushing yards? The Colts offense would be... Uh, I think they're still uh, fifth or sixth in the league in in scoring, even without Anthony Richardson, without Jonathan Taylor for for the first quarter of the season. But with with Gardner Minshew back there, uh, teams are starting to really key in on on wh- what to do to try to stop this Colts offense. And and there's definitely some things that they're going to need to switch up if if they want to be competitive throughout this stretch run. Yeah. And, and look, it, there was a lot of glaring things in that win. Like, yeah, you, you win. And I think it was even um, Fox 59's Mike Chapel actually said, sometimes it's just ugly. Sometimes you have to go out there and do it. And the right. chargers just did it against the jets. They literally just did this. So, um, but look, man, the Panthers at the end of the day, again, they're one and seven. I know that they excel in the past, but this is also as, as opposing to being horrible against the ground game. So the Colts weren't able to get the ground game going. The Panthers were able to stop the pass. They were able to hold this team to 198 yards, and the Colts still won the game by 14 points, which, by the way, was the exact same amount of points that was scored by Kenny Moore off the defense. So if he doesn't get those two touchdowns, what happens? You know, so there's there's a lot of questions in that game offensively. So we'll dive into it. But, yeah, they got to improve because they're going to face a defense and a defensive mind that's better than what they just faced against the Panthers. And as as teams get more film on Gardner Minshew and this Colts offense, you you can expect uh, uh, teams to more to to really clue in on the running game and and force Gardner Minshew uh, to beat them. And and so we're going to talk about three ways that we think uh, the def- the offense can uh, I would say even can improve. I think they must improve in these areas if they hope to have a chance to to kind of right the ship uh, through the second half of the season and really compete for a playoff spot. Uh, if you haven't done so already, please go follow us on all of our socials like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live every Monday and Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, and you can join us for those live episodes on YouTube. But if you can't catch us live wherever you're listening to us today, please give us a five-star review and subscribe. It really helps us reach other Colts fans just like you, and that way you never miss an episode on here 
as well. So, Drake, let's dive right into it and in, in areas that, that we think the Colts must improve on offense. And, and honestly, it starts at the quarterback position. Uh, Anthony Richardson is down for the rest of the 2023 season. It's the Gardner Minshew show. And and since Gardner Minshew took over as the as the full-time starter when, when Richardson went down in week five, the Carolina Panthers victory was, was his first victory as the starter uh, for the Colts. Obviously he had that game in Baltimore, but I'm talking about since Richardson went down. Otherwise it was three straight losses for the Indianapolis Colts with Gardner Minshew at the helm. And I think the thing that we've noticed that, that that is the biggest hindrance to Minshew is just his sense of pressure there in the pocket. Uh, the pocket presence isn't very good. He he seems to be very uh, uh, very skittish. I, I know our our buddy Stats Matt said that he was seeing ghosts the other night. Uh, it just doesn't seem like Minshew has been very calm back there in the pocket. A lot of uh, a lot of moments where he 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 is either kind of again seeing ghosts or he's just not comfortable making the wrong reads kind of pushing himself too much what do you think Minshew can do to kind of right those struggles man it's really difficult because it's really difficult to answer this because he did great uh I, I thought he did better anyway uh, sensing pressure in Jacksonville mm-hmm. and I thought he did better sensing pressure with the Eagles now the, we talked about this on our last episode you know maybe it was because it was a better offense it's still Steichen but this is not the same offense the Eagles have. Okay. It's just not, I mean, they're literally probably the number one team right now to win the Super Bowl. So it's totally different. Now I think what Minshew can do to get better at this is, I mean, really, he's just got to, he's got to get back to what he does best. Okay. Like hit those short passes, start with the easy completions, start with building your confidence. Cause I, I do think a big reason he's, he's been skittish is because he's had the fun. He's had the fumbling issues. Like he's, he's, fumbled i think up to he didn't fumble in this game so i think that would be the first time he started a game i guess on average and not fumbled so because it was like 27 fumbles and 27 starts so maybe that was why so just that there's another one continue to take care of that football build your confidence in the pocket that you're not going to get swiped away but man he's really got to get better at that because like you mentioned he really was throwing in the dirt at times. He was just looking like he was under pressure when he really wasn't under pressure. So that came from Carolina's defense, man. Now you're going to get Bill Belichick, who actually will put guys there, okay? He will put guys in those gaps coming after you. So I think Minshew's just got to really, at the end of the day, Andrew, get back to what he does best, get back to what made him the top backup in the NFL. Five fumbles for Gardner Minshew this season with the Indianapolis Colts, but and and that uh, that's a really good point. I think maybe that maybe that is playing a role into into his thinking. You know, I I have turned the ball over so much recently, uh, and I have had some fumbling issues. I I need to get rid of this football before the pressure gets to me, and and maybe that is causing a false sense of panic within Gardner Minshew. He's not able to to go through his reads as calmly as possible. He's more concerned about getting the ball out quicker and and i think i think maybe just going back to to step one with all this you know uh just kind of trusting uh in gardner you know like look don't don't try to speed up that internal clock and i'm sure shane steichen uh jim bob cooter cam turner they're all having these conversations with gardner Minshew uh on a weekly basis you know don't uh, don't don't 
don't just assume that pressure is going to be there for you. You know, uh, you definitely when when pressure is in there, and if you take a hit, make sure you're holding on to that football. But you you can't panic and and just assume that you're going to be pressured on every single play. And I think that's what contributed to one of the passes that Gardner Minshew threw. It was intended for Alec Pierce last Sunday. I mean, the ball was was five five yards short of of Alec Pierce. And, and when you look at the replay. I mean, the, the 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 Panthers had sent a blitz, sure, but there there was a clean pocket. There was nobody even near Gardner Minshew at the time when when he threw that. So I think it's more Gardner Minshew just needs to kind of settle in, not not maybe get out of his own head a little bit, not not so much for uh, thinking about uh, the turnovers that that might come, but but just go out there and play football. You know, stand in that pocket confidently, trust your reads, trust your offensive line, uh, trust your running backs that are going to pick up the blitz. I, I've seen a noticeable difference in, in how Jonathan Taylor has been in pass protection so far this year. Zach Moss, I think, has held his own in pass protection. Just just trust your teammates. And and I think if, if, if Gardner Minshew can get back to that mindset, I think he'll be just fine. You know, we'll see a calm Gardner Minshew who is able to to be that field general that that we talked about earlier in the season, where he can keep this offense afloat and and isn't going to be such a liability in the passing game. Yeah, and you know, there was something else I thought about real quick. Is it, it's been a while since he's had to start this much too, mm-hmm. and plus he's gonna have to start the rest of the season. So um, maybe he just needs to have a game where everything just goes right. You know, I mean, he kind of had it uh, when he had four touchdowns. I believe that was the Browns. You know, you're just like, he, he, but he still had the fumbles. He's, you know, he still had the turnovers. So that's just, I, th- I think he needs a game like that with with a clean performance. He needs to get his confidence back uh, so he isn't putting balls in the dirt when there is nobody bringing any pressure. Now let's move to to uh, the receiving aspect of this, where where we could see an improvement. Uh, we've we've seen Michael Pittman Jr. going off this year. Josh Downs has had a significant impact on the offense, uh, and while Alec Pierce hasn't hasn't maybe reached the same heights as as those two, I think the production from the wide receivers has been has been pretty good. Where it's been lacking is the tight end group. And and I think ever since ever since Gardner Minshew took over as the quarterback, we we've seen a drop in the production from the tight ends. Anthony Richardson really liked to use his tight ends. You know, starting out it was Kylan Granson, Drew Ogletree were really making some making some plays. But over the last few weeks, there really hasn't been an uptick in the or the the, the tight end production. I would say has definitely decreased. It definitely hurts when Kylan Granson was out for two weeks with with a a, a concussion. He came back last week drew ogletree has stepped up but he hasn't had a a huge uh game per se so uh, kind of maybe more maybe more so implementing or or shane steichen can use the tight ends use a kylan granson out in space more to pick up easy first downs using the big body drew ogletree uh down the seam. we've seen that work multiple times for this colts offense this year but i i definitely think there is an area uh, uh that that can be exploited with these tight ends and because I mean, even though Jelani Woods isn't out there, you still have a very athletic group of tight ends at your disposal for the Colts. Yeah, and I I don't know, like you mentioned, it's a good point, actually, that I didn't even think about is maybe Minshew just isn't the tight end type of guy that Anthony Richardson was, uh, or or maybe it's just a matter of that these tight ends are trying to, you know, find their way in Shane Steichen's offense. Uh, whether, whichever it is, you really want those guys to, 
produce a little bit more. And again, it could be them. It could be Minshew. But at the end of the day, there needs to be a connection because, um, like you mentioned, Granson was starting off pretty well. You know, he actually looked like he was going to, you know, maybe tear off about 45 plus catches, 50 plus catches. But then Richardson goes down and they're there. Now we're talking about seven games, 16 receptions. Ogletree has nine catches in his eight games. Mo Alley Cox has five catches altogether. These guys only have 30 catches between the three um, with just a handful of receiving yards and four touchdowns. Now, again, maybe it's just a product of, of Minshew, but I really hope also, this is kind of a wild card. I want, I, I really thought I'd see more Will Mallory, you know, maybe more mm -hmm. Granson and Mallory. I mean, even with Granson out, you didn't really see Will Mallory. So, um, you know, that's kind of another question mark, but yeah, at the end of the day, I love my tight ends. You know, I've got Jelani Woods jersey in the background here. So I, I hope to see a little bit more production as the season goes along. It would certainly help if number 80 would 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 come back into the fold, still dealing yeah. with that hamstring injury that was, be nice. has been plaguing him since training camp. And here we are nine weeks through the season, and, and Jelani Woods has yet to take a snap uh, in the regular season. But I, I think getting to your point about – Will Mallory not being involved? I think that's that's you can credit Drew Ogletree for that. Drew Ogletree has really been showing out. He's he's turning into an all-around tight end. He's been used a lot in those as as the blocking tight end. I think he both he and Kylan Granson have supplanted Mo Ali Cox on the depth chart, even though Mo Ali Cox is listed as a starter. When you look at snap counts, Drew Ogletree is consistently uh the the tight end that is receiving the most snaps out there. And, and I, th I think, I think when you, one way to do that is you have a six foot five Drew Ogletree kind of maybe try to move him around a little bit to so get, get him in some mismatch situations. We saw the, the big touchdown that he had a couple weeks ago against the Cleveland Browns where oh, Minshew yeah. rolled out to his right, sl slung it down the field and, and Ogletree was able to grab it for a second touchdown of the year. So I, I think. It, it would it'd certainly help if Jelani Woods gets back into the fold because I know at the beginning of the year, the Colts had some really big plans for Jelani Woods in this offense, but because of the injury, those just haven't come to fruition. But definitely Drew Ogletree and Kylan Granson, I think you can get those guys more involved since the Colts have been running the football so well and you have Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss that obviously takes away some chances for those tight ends to, to catch some of those. But I, I definitely think it could be an area of emphasis moving forward, especially if Shane Steichen sees that, that he can create some mismatch with those athletic tight ends. And then finally, I think this one is a very underrated aspect and, and this is something that drake pointed out uh, to me is the penalties the, the penalties that this colts offense has has really sustained throughout the year uh diving into the stats here it's I, i'm not sure if many colts fans know about this but the the lead the team that leads that leads the league in penalties this year uh, in total pen, penalties i'm talking offense and defense the chicago bears and the kansas city chiefs uh the buffalo bills dallas cowboys green bay packers all five of those teams tied with 60 total turnovers the Colts are right behind them with 59 turnovers. 30 of those 59 turnovers come from the offensive side of the ball for the Indianapolis Colts. That's not good enough. That's just undisciplined football. A lot of it has came from the offensive line via false starts, holding penalties, and and let's face it, they're they're drive killers. You know, you, you can turn a a lot of times maybe a second and seven that goes for 
seven, eight yards, you get the first down. All of a sudden, a holding penalty backs you up 10 yards, and it turns to second and 17. Absolutely crushes the momentum of the drive. And when you have when you're when you're struggling at quarterback like Minshew has, it's really hard to overcome that. So penalties are, are it's a it's an area that that you probably don't maybe notice much. But yeah. man, the Colts need to clean those up, Drake, if they want to get some more efficiency on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and hey, some of these are from Blake Freeland. And look, I I, I was I was not as high on Blake Freeland as I am now in like week one and two. All right, mm-hmm. like I, I think that he's really starting to actually turn a little bit of a corner. But those penalties kind of creeped up on him. But one that stuck out and a great example of what this can do to your football team, what penalties can really do, because people don't think about penalties until they really start adding up and really put a wrench in things. Well, the Colts had, um, I believe it was at the start of the second quarter. Yeah, they had a third down, and the Colts were likely going to punch it in on the two of the Panthers. Instead, a false start from Michael Pittman, put it back to the seven. Minshew threw in completion, results in a Matt Gay field goal. So that right there, I know the Colts ultimately won because of great defense. But, hey, man, you know, if too many of those add up, which a couple of those happened in just that game alone. Okay, but but if too many of those add up, they really start to be a big problem for your football team. And when you're trading uh, field goals for touchdowns, potentially because of those penalties, you're removing four points from that from that ratio there. So you really got to limit those. And you just hope that the Colts don't keep doing that, because like you said, a lot of them have been on the offensive line and the veterans included. Looking at looking at what Pro Football Focus has, Pro Football Focus has the Colts accounting for the Colts offense, excuse me, 38 penalties, seven of those on Will Fries, who leads the team. You mentioned Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman has five penalties so far this year. Quentin Nelson with five, Braden Smith with five, and, and Braden <sighs> Smith hasn't even played in the last four games, and he's still yeah. second on the team in penalties. Just just a small area that that it it doesn't you, you notice it in the moment but once you're on to the next play a lot of times it's it's forgotten about or the next series but the, those penalties are drive killers and and when you're already down your your starting quarterback uh your 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 current slot receiver is injured your right tackle is injured you're down some key guys on the offensive side of the ball penalties like that when when you're moving on a drive it's it just you can't have it It, it's it's a recipe for disaster it leaves a lot of points on the board a lot of missed yardage on the board there because it boxes you into a corner with what you can call and and what you have to do to just get back ahead of the chains and and it's something that that really this Colts offense can't afford at this moment because they're down their starting quarterback so cleaning up penalties I think Drake we, we saved it for last, but in my opinion, it's probably the easiest way that mm. this Colts offense can can improve is just clean up the penalties, do what you're supposed to do, and and you won't end up in these in these situations where you're stalling out drives and 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 hurting shooting yourself in the foot in a sense. Yeah, and hey, at the end of the day, like we said, they won the game. But uh, when they face better teams, when they face teams that are just going to make them pay for those penalties, um, it's really going to hurt them in those games. But you know, maybe they maybe they were able to get you know get kind of a post game breakdown of these penalties, and uh, maybe they can shore them up because they're going to need to, or else somebody's actually going to make them pay for those. 
Definitely teams like the Cincinnati Bengals, the oh. Pittsburgh Steelers. Those teams still left on the on the schedule for the Indianapolis Colts. They still have games against uh, a now Will Levis-led Tennessee Titans, a C.J. Stroud-led Houston Texans. Uh, it's it, their, their schedule is, is easier than most, but it's not going to be a cakewalk. So this Colts offense needs to do everything that it can in order to improve if they want to have a shot throughout the second half of the season. And that's our show for today guys really appreciate everyone tuning in to this episode of horseshoe huddle halftime as the colts get ready to head to go to germany to face off against the new england patriots so if you haven't done so please go follow us on all of our socials like i said earlier in the show like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on x and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle youtube channel hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i are going live every monday and thursday night on youtube so you can join the chat and never miss an episode and if you can't catch us live wherever you're listening to us today make sure you just to subscribe give us a five-star review so we can reach other colts fans just like you Go follow Drake at DWalster Drake on X. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL. And we will be back Thursday night to get you all set for that Germany trip for the Indianapolis Colts as they take on Bill Belichick and the rival New England Patriots before they head into their bye week. So everyone, enjoy your week, and we'll be seeing you Thursday night. <laughs>